Welcome back to the Joy of Aquatics. Today's episode is all about what it's going to look like when swimming teachers can finally return to the pool. Do we have to have different teaching methods? Do we have to wear a face mask? Do we have to have downtime in between lessons? Woohoo, that's probably not a bad thing. You might actually get to eat in between your classes and have a drink, but you're probably also going to be cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting. What are swimming lessons going to look like when you get back to work? So I've spoken with um, three different swim schools, one of which is already open. Now, I can only fit two in this episode, otherwise it's going to be super duper long. So tomorrow I will release the third interview that I've done. So I've spoken to a swim school in Australia that is open and operating. I have spoken to a swim school owner in the USA and also another one in the UK. So let's listen and find out what lessons might be like when we finally get to return to teaching and doing what we love. With me now is Heidi Pear from Buffalo, New York with Michael Phelps Swimming. Heidi, how are you this morning? I am wonderful. So excited to be here with you. Thank you. Well, it's not really morning for you, is it? It's afternoon, evening. <laughs> uh, it's actually evening and I'm getting ready to go to bed. Ah, there we go. So uh, what time is it? <laughs> is it late? Uh, it is It is a little light out still, but it's almost 7.30 p.m. Okay. All right. So it's not super late. It's not 10 o'clock late. That's okay. All no, right. no. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so Heidi... Thank you for joining me today. Today we are talking about um, swim schools preparing to go back to work and teachers preparing to go back to work. Um, and what I'm looking for is is I really want to be able to give swimming teachers an idea of what it might look like when they return to work. So what plans and preparations are you making for when you can open your swim school again? Oh, Great question. I have looked at a lot of different models. Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, my swim instructors, I'm probably going to bring back on a case-by-case basis, so I won't bring everybody back at once, because we are not going to be offering group lessons. We're only going to be offering private lessons. And so... Um, that is going to be something that's new for us. And I think what we're going to do is private lessons in a, we haven't figured out the details exactly, but like a 15 minute private, a 30 minute private and a 45 minute private. That way you have your three different price points. So people, you know, because we know that, you know, group lessons serve a need, right? And it's typically a financial need because we know they're not the best. Like if you want the best for your kid, you're going to put them in private lessons 100% of the time. It's one-on-one. In a 30-minute group lesson, we know that the time on task per child is anywhere from three to six minutes per child. So when I sign up new families, you know, I always listen to what they're looking for. Um, but if I have the opportunity, you know, if they're questioning private lessons, I always tell them to go with private lessons because that 30 minute lesson, you're going to get 27 minutes of time on task, which is amazing. Right. And so this is something I've been thinking about and pondering for years. So honestly, 
COVID has given me um, something positive to look forward to because this is the model I've wanted to go go to for a number of reasons. The other reason is, you know, we adhere to a four-to-one ratio. So there's four kids in a class with one instructor. And even then, I have often felt that, you know, the teacher with four three-year-olds in a class, you know, there's not enough eyes still. And so... um, I really love, for safety, the idea of going one-on-one, 100%. And I think it'll change, you know, the model of swim schools all around the world, to be honest. So it's just a matter of matching that price point to make sure that it's still affordable for people. But I think, you know, when you bring it up to families and say, listen, you know, in a group lesson, you were getting three to six minutes time on task right now we're going to give you the option of a 15 minute private lesson that's one-on-one and you'll have 15 minutes of time on task or a 30 minute lesson right so i think yeah. parents are going to be more impressed and they're going to see more from their children yeah in that time so i'm really excited about that um with the instructors we provide uniform um obviously they're not going to wear a mask in the water uh, but what I did purchase is I purchased, um, I say purchased, but I was actually given <laughs> face shields. So there's a company here in Buffalo that is a nonprofit, and they were making face shields for medical workers. And it goes on your head like a headband, yep. and the plastic is about 10 inches, and it covers your entire face. It goes all the way down below your chin. And I loved it. And I reached out to him and said, oh, my gosh, this is what I'm looking for. Can I pay you for these? And, you know, he called me and we, we spoke. And I said, look, this is my idea. And this is what I'm thinking of for usage. And he loved it. And he said, you're not paying me. I am, I am giving these to you and your organization. And uh, so I'm really excited about that, to have the facial shield so that the child can see everything you know, the facial expressions of the teacher, they can still have, you know, close proximity. And because, uh, you know, with a three or four year old, you can't be six feet away or more. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you've got so, a shield, your teaching methods don't really need to change too much. I don't think so either. I agree 100%. Um, and then the other things around the pool, we're going to ask that the child comes in their bathing suit. If the child is old enough and parent feels like they could drop them off, we're hopefully going to set up a system where, you know, when the parent arrives, we go out and get the child from the driveway. When the ah. when they pull up, we can open the door, welcome the child, take the child in, and um, bring them over to their lesson. Yeah, like a stop, drop, and go that they have at schools. Yeah, and then the parents can wait in the car and... Um, that way it eliminates the usage of the locker rooms and the restrooms, which is a primary concern. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It right? truly is a primary concern in aquatic facilities, isn't it? It is because it's such close quarters. So you want to lim- eliminate um, the number of people in your facility and you can really do that if parents wait in their cars. Yeah. The other thing we have is that we have a security system Yeah. that, I spoke with the company, and we can actually give the code to parents so parents could watch the lesson from their iPhone in their car. Oh, that's using cool. Using our Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So I yeah. That, I thought that was brilliant, right? Because you can still watch your child's lesson 
Um, and you can zoom in and everything. So I'm kind of like, to me, that's pretty exciting technology. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, as long as they're not abusing it, that's 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 a really cool idea. Um, yeah, I mean, they can only see into the pool. Yeah. Right? So there's no privacy laws being broken. And um, I don't know. I mean, who's going to go home and watch Michael Phelps swimming on their own, you know, <laughs> on their own screen? But who knows? Maybe we'll have to change the code every day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know, who knows what that, will, that piece will look like. Yeah. But um, I thought it was a brilliant idea. And then it eliminates, you know, all those adults in the waiting room. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a really cool idea. I wonder how many other people have thought of something like that. Interesting, Heidi. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm an outside-the-box thinker anyway, so I usually have pretty unique ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, your, your class size is changing. You found PPE, which means the methods don't really need to change too much. You've yeah. got – you're putting in a stop, drop, and go um, – and potentially, you know, you've got parents watching lessons from the car so they can keep an eye on the safety of their children and, and they feel like they're still a part of it. It's not like you're going, go home, go away. They they still right. get to see right. everything. That's great. Or as summer approaches, they can stand outside and look in as well. Yeah. Um, we do have an you know, observatory from the outside as well. So that's kind of nice. Um the other thing we're asking people is if they do need to use the restrooms, you know, we're going to provide um, wipes and sanitizers. We're asking them to be responsible and wipe down when they're done. You know, yeah. wipe down the surfaces that you've touched and make it safe for the next person coming in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, that you. way. Saves you yeah, having to that do way it. Yeah, that way my staff, right, exactly. It doesn't have to go in after every single client because that would be a nightmare, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. To try to manage. Yeah. Well, so those, those are some good things. The downside of this whole thing is that our rates, because we've been closed for so long and we still have bills due, that our rates most likely you're going to see an increase in the cost of everything. We've already seen a huge cost in food here in New York. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's no choice. We're going to have to go up on our rates. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if I'm parents sure other are going to be able to afford it. Because we were just getting by before, right? Yeah, yeah. Heidi, when do you think you guys are going to be able to go back? So right now, our date is June 26th. I would love to say that we're going back June 26th. Um, but I just, I can't make any promises because it's based on how these next phases do. Yeah. And as long as we just opened phase one, and as long as the numbers of COVID cases stays the same or goes down, we'll open phase two. Yeah. And then once phase two opens, as long as COVID cases stay the same or go down, we'll open phase three. So... We'll okay. see. We're in phase four, technically, um, again, which is June 26th. Now, my business, we're scheduled to be off for the 4th of July for that entire week. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I've said to my staff, if we have the opportunity to reopen, we're going to reopen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How are I your staff like we, going? Oh, my staff are wonderful. Um, here in America, they definitely did um, some really nice work with the uh, PUC and the unemployment, your standard unemployment and the pandemic unemployment compensation. Yeah. And so staff here, we see their typical unemployment wage, which is 50% of their normal wage, plus the PUC, which is the Pandemic Unemployment Compensation Plan, they got an additional $600 a week on top of that. So for many of my employees, they're making more money than they've ever made before, which was the goal because they wanted people to spend money in the economy to make sure the economy was still moving. Yeah. Yeah, they've done something similar here with a job keeper and a job seeker program. So, yeah, interesting. All right. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for talking with me this morning. I really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. And and good luck opening opening again. Fingers crossed June 26th is, is the day for you guys and hopefully everything goes well. Okay, US teachers, there you go. That is some of the stuff that you may be able to expect when you go back to work. And I kind of think that's a bit of a great idea, being able to um, check out the security footage. But please, if you are going to be doing that, make sure you are changing codes frequently so that, you know, you, you don't want your parents to be able to access it after hours and see what's going on in the facility. I think that could be a bit of a security issue. But definitely a great idea to allow swimming teachers, sorry, to allow parents to see their kids actually still performing their lesson. That's that's fantastic. That is definitely thinking outside of the box. All right, so my next interview, um, I did this interview last week. Um, so Saskia now has been operating um, the swim school, I guess, for two weeks because it's Friday today. Um, so let's hear what Saskia had to say when I caught up with her. With me right now is Saskia Kirby, all the way from Perth in Western Australia. Um, Saskia, you guys have just started back, is that right? Yeah, we started back this week. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about your swim school? Um, So we've got uh, five different facilities, um, four of which we are reopening this week. So uh, they're all quite different, actually. One's um, outdoors at a school pool. And that's kind of mainly focused on where our elite program runs out of. And then we've got a couple of smaller indoor pools, uh, 25 metre and 15 metre indoor pools, where we do mainly babies and sort of that lower level learn to swim with a couple of squads. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got the whole range of like owned facilities, leased facilities, school facilities, you know, elite squads, babies. We kind of cover a kind of broad spectrum of, of stuff. Saskia, what, what changes did you have to put in place to enable you to come back? Yeah, so the current um, WA Health 
department restrictions say that you can only operate one pool. So we have a couple of facilities that have two pools. You can only have one pool going at a time with up to 20 patrons at a time and uh, they have to all social distance. So basically in our sort of elite squad facilities, um, we've had to um, separate all our squads into groups of 20 and have... um, you know, basically I've done up an agreement that the kids have to read and sign about um, what they're expected to do when they're in the pool, bringing your own gear, taking it away, social distancing, you can't use the change rooms, uh, all that sort of stuff. And I think it's been reasonably easy for those kids to comply because it hasn't really changed that much except for the, I guess, the group dynamics. But then when you move to like that... um, indoor facilities and to your baby and especially learn to swim classes so technically we can't really offer learn to swim for our really uh, uh, unindependent swimmers at the moment because we're not allowed to touch them right now we're not allowed to have contact so what we've done is uh, said to the parents look we can't offer this level right now unless you get in the water and you act as the child's proxy teacher so we've basically gone back and I, I didn't know whether many parents would actually want to get back in the water you know they've sort of finished that parent and baby level yeah and I think that they're out of the water forever now mm-hmm. and asking them to get back in especially after you've you know, being at home and eating corona food and drink for like eight weeks. I was thinking, <laughs> how how enthusiastic are the parents going to be to get in and act as their kids' teachers for this sort of interim period? But surprisingly, there have been like, you know, quite a few. We've had, and they're actually really loving it. So it's it's been really good to do that experiment and to see what's happened. I mean, obviously... There's some parents who are just not interested in getting back in or they can't because there's another sibling that they have to look after at the same time. And they've just said, look, we'll just wait until the next phase of restrictions is lifted and and you're back to normal and then we'll come back. But, yeah, there's been a really good handful of people who are willing to get back in the water with their kids and be the teacher and quite enjoy it. So it was surprising in a good way. Yeah, that's great. That's good to hear that that parents, you know, there's a lot of parents on board with that. How many, many, um, I guess, what percentage of your swimmers have returned? Yes, I actually was just sort of running some numbers this morning to see and it's about 30%. So if you look on um, comparing the figures to this time last year and comparing the figures to what we wore, what we were before we closed, we're at about 30% uh, for next week, which is about what I expected. Um, I never expected, I I was estimating we would get 20 to 30% back um, in this phase. So it it sounds like a terrible number, but I'm actually quite pleased with that number. We honestly can't really fit that many more kids in the pool under this phase of restrictions anyway at the yeah. moment. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, I know it's only for a few weeks. I think we'll probably be moving out of this phase in about two to three weeks. So I'm happy to kind of um, deal with that that small number um, yeah. for the time being just to keep things ticking over. Yeah, yeah. So how many teachers have you brought back? Have you brought them all back or...? 
Yeah, well, the only people that are teaching for us right now are those that are on JobKeeper because um, obviously yeah. when you're in a when you're in a phase, of, you know, running at twenty to thirty percent, it's almost like a startup business again. It's mm. it's really like going back to the beginning where you're trying yeah. to build you're trying to build confidence. You're trying to um, you know build your program back up. So we've got all our JobKeeper teachers back. Um, there are some people that aren't on JobKeeper that I would love to bring back who desperately want to work, but it's just viable to do that right now. So yeah. I'm really aiming to um, build the business up as as quickly as I can and as um, efficiently as I can so that I can actually afford to offer some of those amazing teachers who happen to not qualify for JobKeeper. Like I've got yeah. people on v, you know, who are on visas or, you know, like I had one awesome teacher that missed out by, you know, 19 days or oh. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment you can't afford to do it, but I'm thinking in the next phase we can probably start easing them back in. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, that's good. That is good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, what have you had to change in your facility to enable you to come back under these restrictions? It, it, it's funny because it's kind of a balance of what you're required to do um, by the government, which actually isn't that much. They they had some requirements, but they've been fairly fairly loose on what they're they're quite strict about, um, and the other you know, raft of measures are really confidence measures for our um, our teachers and our parents. So, you know, we're, we never used to have change over time. So now we've got in the mornings where people have babies, we've got like a 15-minute change over time between groups. So you can bring one group of 20 in, do your lesson, they can quickly get changed and leave the facility and before the next group comes in, so you're not having more than 20. Um, we've got separate entries and exits. We've uh, re- yeah. we've reduced the number of – obviously our change rooms are closed. We've got on-deck changing facilities, but they're reduced and spaced apart. We've got a big cleaning checklist for between each shift of um, 20. Okay. We, re- we re-sanitise all our toys and equipment between each group. Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's not all required, I guess, but, but a lot of it is really to to make people feel confident that we're really trying to do the right thing and and keep everyone as safe as possible. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any um, PPE for your teachers? Are they wearing masks or face shields or anything like that? Nothing. No, nothing. nothing. Yeah. And look, to, look in my in my mind, I, I mean, I have a health and science background because I I'm, I used to work in public health as a physiotherapist, so yeah, I I read a lot of stuff from a scientific um, slant. I guess I've been following the health department um, guidelines pretty closely, and really, they're they're not suggesting that PPE is a concern for anyone in any workplace unless you're in health. So. Um, if it was mandated, I would definitely do it. But no, and also because we're not actually face-to-face teaching right now. Like we're not touching the kids. Yeah. Um, we're still keeping away from the kids and they're either independent swimmers or the parents are doing it. Yeah. So there's really yeah. no, and, and look, I don't anticipate that if we, when we are allowed contact teaching that we will do PPE. It's yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not even exploring it really. Okay. Has your class size had to change? Yeah, we've we've dropped down. Uh, we've 
actually, so we've dropped down in our baby classes because we used to have eight in a in a lesson, uh, which made for a fairly tight, packed space. So we've dropped to five um, just so that everyone can spread out. But in yeah. our learn to swim, lower learn to swim level, level sorry, we used to have uh, a two to one ratio, so two kids to one teacher. But now yeah. because the parents are in, we've got a five to one ratio because uh, basically our two to one ratio is a safety thing you know when you get those little kids who are jumping yeah. around and can't yeah. swim and uh-huh. you know underwater all, all the time. yep <laughs> but now that each parent has their own child we've actually brought that up to five so it's it's like a it's like the baby lessons are basically continuing until the kids are independent at yeah. the moment yeah. yeah yeah do you see some of these changes being permanent in your business yeah, interesting. I've, I've, I haven't made any decisions yet, but I have thought about those things. I know that lots of people, um, not lots of people, but we have always talked about dropping our baby lesson size down from eight because I feel that eight is marginally too big it's at squishy, times. It's isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's one of the things that we might keep is that we might just bump to six, but I'm not sure. I have to sort of investigate what that will look like and yeah. et cetera. Um, but otherwise, no, I think we'll probably go back to similar numbers. Um, but there are a few things that will stay. Like, you know, we used to share toys and mats and stuff, you know, in the baby lesson. Yeah. You have to squeak into it. Uh, it's just gross now. Like, I think, oh, I haven't had perceptions changed. Yeah. And now I think, oh, that's so gross. I can't believe everyone was slobbering all over the same set of toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got sort of individual baskets now you know you come to a lesson you have your basket of toys with your things for that entire lesson and then it all disinfected at the end of each lesson and I think I'll keep that because I actually feel like that's much more sensible than what we were doing before so yeah yeah you know you do your your perceptions definitely change change over this time I think yeah for sure awesome Oh, well, Saskia, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, no, not really. I think people, I know that, that there's lots of people who may be worried about starting and doing things slightly differently. Um, and also financially, you have to decide what's best for your business individually, like what is, what's best for you and no one else can really dig that dictate that to you yeah but I think it's also a really good opportunity to think outside the square and think outside the box and for me I felt um uncomfortable saying to my parents you know swimming's so important you need to swim year round you need to keep your kids safe and then not opening up when I could because I wasn't going to make enough money out of it yeah that dichotomy to me um, didn't work so well which is why I've decided to sort of bite the bullet and open as early as I could because I think to me I want to reinforce to the parents that it's important to get in no matter what it looks like yeah keep your kids swimming yeah so yeah I think just consider what's right for you and and your message to your clients and financially as well it's really important so yeah yeah that's it really do you have one message for the teachers that I haven't returned yet but will be soon is there anything you can i don't know maybe a, one piece of wisdom um that you have come across since you've reopened that might help the teachers when they actually go back 
I think what's been most um, amazing to me this week is just like the love of swimming. You know, you forget when you're doing it every day how much you love teaching the kids, how much the kids love it. You know, they've really missed it, how much you've missed it, how energising it is to get back in the water and teach. I think it's that love of swimming shines through no matter how you have to run a lesson um is that 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 basic premise that we're here to teach these beautiful kids how to do this amazing skill sort of has shone through this week like be brave do it get in there because it's been so so good to get back to work and doing what we love so yeah yeah that's that's great that's a good message thank you All right. Well, Saskia, thank you so much for being on the Joy of Aquatics. Um, Good luck and let's hope those numbers return soon and restrictions keep easing for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, Aussie teachers, there you go. That is what you could expect when you return to work in Australia. It could look very, very different in your swim school, in your area. We know each state may do something different. And of course, that's the same in the US and probably all over our wonderful planet. I'm sure every location is going to have its own little tweaks um, specific for the population there. So yes, you may have to wear PPE. Yes, you may have to alter your teaching methods. Your class size is probably going to be different. You might have to do more cleaning. So guys, please be aware of these things. Make sure that you get in contact with your employer and you know and understand exactly what is expected of you before you start teaching. If you guys have really clear expectations, everyone goes in knowing um, what to do and how to handle this situation so we can get back to doing exactly what we love, which is teaching those little guys to swim. And aren't they cute? I don't know about you guys. I have been missing baby cuddles. Oh, just so much. I totally miss that connection with with the kids. Anyway, I did promise three interviews. Tomorrow morning, very early, I am going to be up to interview Mark. Mark from the UK. So I will release that episode tomorrow. I didn't want to whack it onto this one and make you have to wait for this one. And then it was going to be too long because we've just cracked over 30 minutes right now. So guys, if you can, happy swimming and if not, happy creating. 